You are listening to Discovery Church Podcast. We are in our third week of our series, uh, Hashtag Goals, Hashtag Goals, and uh, we've been identifying uh, goals that are vital uh, in our life, in our relationships, uh, with with spouse, or if you're dating, uh, but especially relationships when it comes to you and, and God, and so We've been jumping into those. This week is our third week. Next week, we have our final one. I think next week is going to be my favorite one. And so uh, if, if you plan on just being here today or next week, you have permission to leave right now. And then just come. I'm just don't, don't, don't leave because that would be awkward. And uh, we would know why. So, uh, so yeah, uh, third week, last thing, and then we'll pray and get started. Uh, at the end of our worship experience, in the lobby, we're going to have our small group leaders there. Small groups start this week, y'all, this week. We're so pumped. We have 11 groups for you to choose from. And uh, I really believe that uh, change and growth happens uh, not so much here on a Sunday morning, but in the context of small groups. And so we really want you to jump in and get involved with that. So uh, I want to read this morning our text. It's found in Ephesians chapter 4. In verse 15, this is the Apostle Paul writing, and he says this, right off the bat, I love this, I love this. God wants us to grow up, to know the whole truth and tell it in love, like Christ in everything. We take our lead from Christ, who is the source of everything we do. He keeps us in step with each other. His, every, his very breath and blood flow through us, nourishing us so that we will grow up healthy in God, robust in love. So that we can grow up healthy in God, robust in love. This morning, our third goal that I, that I think is very important to, to my life and hopefully to your life is this, to keep growing, to keep growing. Let's pray and we'll jump in. Father, we love you. God, I thank you so much for today. I thank you for this amazing opportunity of what worship does. God, it helps us to to really hone in on you, Holy Spirit. And so we acknowledge you here today. We acknowledge that you are uh, the one that changes us, and you're the one that convicts our hearts. And so I pray today, Holy Spirit, you know what each person here is going through, and there's no way that I can articulate what they need to hear, but I know that you can do that, Holy Spirit, and so I pray that you would do your job this morning so that we can leave here changed, not for our own benefit, but so that we can change the world around us. We love you, and in Jesus' name, come on, everyone say it. Amen, amen. amen. So I went to seminary uh, in, high, or in high school. I went to seminary in Dallas, for those of you that don't know what seminary is, it's basically, uh, it's like a college for people that want to be in the ministry, okay? And so I went there in Dallas, uh, and I was there for almost four years, and uh, I, I remember the night before graduating, the night before graduating, my buddy, uh, couple, my, my, my roommates and a couple of my buddies, uh, they, they were like, hey, let's do a senior prank. Right? I know what you're thinking. Christian school, this is crazy, right? Like, and so, so we're like, okay, what do, what do we want to do? And, and so uh, at the entrance into our building, there's this big fountain, 
It's a big water fountain. It's, just, it's huge, and it does what fountains do. It, you know, fountains, okay? And, and, and so they were, they were like, what if, what if we took bubble bath and we poured it inside of the fountain and see what happens, right? And I was like, sure, it's, you know, harmless, whatever. And um, so, so, uh, so, so we, we, we bought some bubble bath, and we had a curfew. Our seminary, we had a curfew. We had to be inside of our dorm rooms at, uh, I believe, like 10 or 11 o'clock at night. And so, uh, so, so my roommates and a couple other guys, we, we snuck out, okay? I know, I know. Rebels, right? Chill. Um, and, and so we snuck out, and, and uh, we, we grabbed the bubble bath, and, and we pulled up next to the fountain. My buddy Rick, he, uh, he took off uh, and screwed the cap, and he started pouring it in there. And then he stopped. And we're like, man, this is going to be awesome. Watch this. It's going to be awesome. Nothing's happening. Like a little bubble came up. Right, like that, like what? That's it, right? And 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 so we were like, hey, add a little more bubbles. And so we added some more. And uh, and and there's like a couple bubbles starting to foam or form on the top. And we're like, man, this is maybe this is it. Maybe this is as good as it gets right here. It's not. It's not expanding. It's not growing. And I, and I said to my buddy Rick, I was like, hey, just put the entire bottle in there, okay? And so he just emptied all the bubbles. And, and we're just, we're out here, right? We're dodging security because if school campus security saw us, we'd be in trouble. And so, so we're just watching. Minutes gone by, and we're just like, nothing is happening. Nothing. Just like a couple, but like, we are so disappointed. We're like, what is going on? And, and, and I remember in that moment thinking, man, maybe this is. Maybe this is good as it gets. Maybe, maybe... There's algae, and algae prevents, but I don't know, like whatever, you know, like I didn't know what was going on. And so, so all of a sudden, though, as the fountain was fountaining and it was agitating the water, like bubbles started to come up. This was like, ten, no joke, God is my witness, like 10 minutes. We've been waiting, waiting for this, and all of a sudden it, it starts forming. And we're like, oh, this is cool. This is what we wanted. This is amazing. And we were happy, high-fiving each other. And then all of a sudden, like, they kept growing. The bubble, like, the bubble suds, they, they kept expanding, right? And we're like, oh, no. And, and then all of a sudden, God is my, like, the bubble started pouring over the side of the fountain. And we're like, and so, like, I don't know why we did, but we started getting the bubbles, and we tried to, like, scoop them back into the fountain. We're like, oh, what's happening? And like all of a sudden, what we thought wasn't going to grow, like it started growing even more. And we're like, oh my goodness, what is going on? What is happening? And then, so like, so my, my, my roommates and I were trying to push the bubbles in because now it's on the grass. The, there's, there's suds all over the grass. And we're like, oh my gosh. And then, and then security, we saw security come. And we're like, ah! And so like I straight booked it. <laughs> like your boy booked it. I didn't even... We were just, we all ran, and, 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 see, and so we ran to our room, and, and so, okay, the next day we, we go to class, we go to, to the building where the fountain is. God is my witness, there are people standing around the fountain looking because there's bubbles still everywhere, and they're like, they're like, did you hear what happened? Someone like vandalized the fountain, and we were like, how could they? How dare they? Like, this is... They, and they go to a Christian school, whatever, you know, like, 
And then so, so I, I tell you this because I was thinking about this idea of keep growing, okay? And I was thinking about how at the moment we poured the bubbles in, like we didn't see anything grow, like we didn't see any suds growing. Nothing was happening. And I feel like if we are honest, at least if I'm honest, that's a lot of the times how I feel when it comes to growing in God. Sometimes I get to this place where I'm like, that's it? That's all. I, maybe you're here and, you, and maybe you've, you've, you've said this before, like, maybe this is as good as it gets. Maybe this is as, as far as God has for me, as good as God has. And, and, and we stop. But this morning, my thesis and my premise, if, if you end up checking out after this, this is all you got to know, is that God has so much for you to grow in, that you're not done growing. He has more, more for you. In fact, this is really the heart of what Paul is writing in, in what we read in Ephesians chapter 4. He, he's letting us know, he's letting us in on this idea. He, he said, God wants us to grow up. Now, uh, I can imagine the reader, his audience in this moment when Paul's penning this and the guy that gets the letter, he's reading it. Hear ye, hear ye. Paul, Paul says that we need to grow up. Okay, so maybe I came here on a Sunday because I feel like you guys aren't engaging with this. I came here on Sunday. I was like, hey, y'all need to grow up. There we go. There we go. See, like you hear that, it's like, boy, who is this telling me to grow up? What? Right? Because someone telling us to grow up, it's a little bit offensive. So Paul, he's writing to this church in Ephesus. He's like, hey, God wants us to grow up. But here's what's very interesting, the way that Paul worded this, is that he didn't just say to his readers, hey, reader, grow up. But in fact, he said, God wants us to grow up. So Paul, he's not just letting his audience know, hey, you need to grow up. God wants you to grow up. But he's also letting the audience know that, hey, I too need to grow up. And see, the audience, I would imagine when they read this, they would, they would have been like, wow, this is, this is huge. Because Paul, God was using Paul to start churches, and God was using Paul to, to just really spread the gospel. And so for Paul to say, hey, God wants me to grow up too, is a big thing. So all of a sudden, what Paul is, is trying, or what Paul is saying, it's no longer uh, infuriating people, but instead it's inspiring them. Because there's something about a leader that is transparent that says, hey, I know that you're going through this, but guess what? I'm going through it too. There's something about that that, that changes and, and molds someone's heart to say like, wow, if, if God has something, in, if, he's still work, if God's still working in this person's life, then, then he probably should work in my life too. And so it's, Paul is painting this picture in this letter that he's writing to the church, he's like, hey, God wants us to grow up. But he doesn't just want you to grow up. He wants me to grow up too. And then he goes on to write 
Uh, then, then he identifies why we should grow up. So it's one thing for Paul just to be like, hey, God wants you to grow up. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for today. Right? Like you're like, wait, why? Why do I got to grow up? And Paul, he, it's as if he knows his audience is, is, needs more. And so Paul, he goes on to share with us why it's important for us, why God desires us to grow up. And check this out. He, he writes this, he, to know that the whole truth and to tell it in love like Christ in everything we take our lead from Christ, who is the source of everything we do. And so God's desire for you and for me to grow up is so that we can become more and more like Christ. God's whole desire when, when he was like, Paul, tell these people to grow up. His whole point, God's whole point was not to offend anyone, but it was so that he can draw greatness out of them. It was so that he can let people know, hey, I want you to resemble in the way that you talk, in the way that you act, in the way that you think, to resemble Christ. And so Paul is, is letting his, his reader know this. And now all of a sudden, this is what I love. All of a sudden, now the standard has been raised. See, now that Jesus, now, now that we know that we have to grow up. See, because it's very easy. Let me back up a little bit. It's very easy, especially if you've been doing this Christian thing for a while. It's very easy to get to this place where like, I, I don't need to grow anymore. I'm good. I know all the verses. I know, like, I could finish the pastor's sandwiches, right? Frozen reference, just, anyways. Like, now y'all getting it. You're like, oh, yeah. Finish each other. Anyway, so, so um, focus. And so it's very easy to, to think, like, man, I don't need to grow anymore. Like, I'm there. But then all of a sudden, God raises the stakes, because he's like, I want you to grow because I want you to resemble Jesus. I want you to resemble the person that was God but took on human form to come to earth. The, the, the Jesus that, that walked a pure and blameless, sinless life that was tempted in every way that you and I are tempted and yet did not sin. That is now our standard. And so when that is now my standard, I'm like, yo, I need to grow. See, when Jesus is my standard of love, I need to grow. When Jesus is my standard of, of a relationship between me and God, I need to grow. When Jesus is my standard for obedience, I need to grow. And so God, he's, he's letting us know, hey, it's time for you and for me to grow up, not because he thinks we're, we're whatever, but because he understands that there's something greater for us to attain. That there's still work in our lives and in my life that God still wants to do, that he wants to grow us. And so, so here is this idea that if that is the standard, then what we talk about next in the last moments together, it applies to all of us, even me. And so what I want to do in our last moments together, I want to give you three truths Three truths when it comes to growth. Three truths when it comes to growth. Here's the first one. 
Number one, for all you note takers, it's this. It's on you. It's on you. So truth, when it comes to growth, it's on you. In other words, another way to say it is this. You growing is on you. I love this. So Jesus, there's a parable that we find in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. It's a parable that Jesus is telling. It's about the seed and the sower, right? And so it's about this farmer has a whole bunch of seed, and for whatever reason, he doesn't just go to one perfect soil and, and scatter seed, but it's almost as if he's like, like just throwing it everywhere, right? And so some seed falls on the path. Some seed falls on on rocky ground, some seed falls on thorns, and then some seeds fall on great good soil. And I love this, this parable that Jesus, Jesus uh, he gives because the growth of the seed was not, let me say it this way, the growth of the seed wasn't dependent on the sower, the growth of the seed wasn't dependent on the seed. The growth of the seed was dependent on the soil. Why are you telling me this, John? Because Jesus, when the disciples were like, oh, I don't know what that means, Jesus. Jesus breaks down this parable. And do you know what the soil is? You. Me. And so it's as if Jesus is establishing this idea that I am responsible for what I do with the seed. I am responsible for what I do when I hear God's word. I am responsible for what God speaks. Like, I'm responsible for my own growth. Quiet. See, because here's why we don't like that is because now all of a sudden, you're responsible for you. I'm responsible for me. Jesus, he's like, no. In the parable, for all, all four soils, all four times Jesus said, this is a person that hears, and this is how he handles it. So it's this idea that we hear it, and how we hear it depends on how we grow it. And so there's things in our life that God wants to grow, but it's dependent on us. It's dependent on me. Can I tell you as a pastor that that takes so much pressure off of me? It really does. Like it does. It makes my job way easier when I realize that like your growth is not dependent on me. Like my job is to train and to teach and to help. But at the end of the day, you choose what you want to do with it. Like it's not on me. It's not. I love it. I love it. I, I remember I remember when we first we first started a discovery in when you first start a church, you have all kinds of people that come in, right? Like all, all kinds of people. And I remember, um, I remember the pressure because I used to think that, that your growth is dependent on, on, on what I do, right? And so I remember people would come in. This is like the first year of discovery when they found out there's a young pastor who was only 30. He probably doesn't know what he's doing, which I didn't. And, but like, <laughs> you shouldn't laugh there. And so, <laughs> and so, and so they, they, they came in, they came in. And, um, and they would say, they would say this, they would say this. They were like, oh, I love it, Pastor. I love, I love your message. And I'm like, oh, thank you. And, and then they would say, they would say, um, they would say, 
I had to go to a different church because I just wasn't being fed at that other church. I, I wasn't being fed there. And I remember thinking like, Oh, man, okay, well, I'm going to do something good, and I'm going to make sure that I'm prepping something really good because I don't want you to leave here and be like, yo, Discovery Pastor, he's 30, and it shows, right? Like, like I, I, but, but then all of a sudden I realized, I realized I came to this epiphany because I felt like it was such a bondage over my life where God was like, hey, your job is to cook, to prep. And so, so, so now, now, like, there's just, I'm telling you this because I need you to know there's a pressure off of me now. My old professor used to say, hey, uh, I, I will prepare the food. You, you eat the meat, spit out the bones. Right? Like, I'll give you permission to eat the meat, to spit out the bones. But when you're, when you're frustrated and mad because you feel like you ain't growing, please Please, I'll pray for you, but don't blame me. Don't blame your spouse. Don't blame your kids. Don't blame your job. Come on. Don't blame, like, growth. It's me. I didn't say it. Jesus said it. You're mad at us. Get mad at Jesus. So here it is. That's the first, the first truth when it comes to growth. It's on me. It's on you. Here's the second thing. It's not all good. It's not all good. My wife and I, we were having a friendly debate. <laughs> That's what we call fighting. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm just kidding. And so, so like, we're, we're friendly debating something. And she said this to me. I'm not going to tell you what we're uh, debating about, but she said, she said this. She said, well, healthy things grow, John. And I don't, I don't know what took over me in that moment. But I said, oh, yeah? You know what grows faster than healthy things? Weeds. Yeah. Mic drop. I, I left. Healthy things grow, right? But so do bad things. And then, but, but we've gotten into this mindset that if it's growing, it must be good. That if it's growing, this must be God. But can I tell you, sometimes weeds look like flowers. And not every time something good is growing is God. See, there, there, how do I say this? There, there's this, there's this, this mindset of, of, of growth, like in a relationship. There's a relationship that you're in, and it's sprouting, and you guys went from hi to I like you to I love you to I really love you. Ooh, I, I really, really love you, and things are progressing. You look at the relationship, and you're like, oh, man, it's growing. Thank you, God, for sending this person in my life. Maybe for you, it's an occupation uh, where, where, where the, like, all of a sudden, man, like, that thing that you thought you wanted, like, your job's like, hey, I know you've only been here for a week, but I want to give you the keys to the building. You're now the manager. I want you to run this show, and you're like, oh, it's growing. This must be God. But not all good things grow. 
Now, now, let me preface with this. I understand James, he writes in James chapter 2 that all good and perfect things come from God. So I'm not saying that it's not from God. But I am saying, what if it's not God's best for you? And, and so I was thinking about, like, why is it, why does it sometimes seem like the weeds, if I can use that, that illustration, like, why is it, does it seem like the weeds always grow faster than my grass? Like, why, why does it seem like the things that, that like, why, why does it, that, that are good, why does it seem like they come up faster? And I was, I was in my quiet time prepping this message, and, and I felt like God was saying to me, like, it's because if I can, if the devil can get you to look at what's good, he'll prevent you from getting to what is best. Because you're satisfied with this good thing, but I don't serve just the good God, I serve the best God. And so I, I got to get people around me who love me, who have no agenda for me, so they can be like, hey, that's nice, but that's a weed. I need people around me to say, hey, that's a beautiful yellow flower, but they actually, that's, that's, it's, it's a weed. God has something better for you. And so we got to surround ourselves with people who, who can, can rally around with you and to identify things that, that are not just good, but are the best for you. And so... Three truths when it comes to growth, and, and I can have the keys come up right now. The first one is this. It's on you. The second one is it's not all good. And here's the third one. This is probably my favorite one. It's developed in the dirt. It's developed in the dirt. I love this illustration of Jesus that he gave of the parable of the seed and uh, and, and, and what, it, what it really does. And, and so here's, here's what I love about this, is that um, is, is, is Jesus, the illustration that he uses for growth and for growing is that he uses a seed. No, amen. That's awesome. And you're like, what are you trying to say? What's your point? And so, so here's this little seed. And Jesus is like, hey, the seed is my word. It grows in the condition of the heart. Okay. So you have a little itty bitty seed. And the only way that this seed grows was when you dig a hole, put the seed in the ground, you cover it with dirt, and you let it do its thing. Like, think about this. The very parable that Jesus used to talk about you and me developing and growing is a seed. As if to say that sometimes when growth happens, it's going to happen in dark, in dirty, situations as if to say that sometimes in order for me to grow it's not going to be the most perfect environment 
as if to say, whatever you're going through this morning, could it possibly be an opportunity for God to grow you? Check this out. James chapter 1 and verse 2 through 4. He writes this, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. So we're not joyful that we're going through something, but we're joyful because of who's getting us through something. That's not in my notes, but we'll keep going. Verse 3, For you know that when your faith is tested, come on, we're talking about growth, our faith to grow. God wants to grow your faith. When your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. Your endurance has a chance to grow. Verse 4. So let it grow for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. So when your endurance is fully developed, where does it develop? In the dirt, in the dark. When it's fully developed, you, you will be perfect and complete. Okay, let's go back to, to what Paul was saying. God wants us to grow, to be a standard of Christ Jesus, perfect and complete. Fast forward to James, that you will be perfect incomplete, needing nothing. There's this idea going on, this, this, this theme that we're seeing, this idea that God wants us to grow and to keep moving, the endurance to keep pressing forward in the dark, in the dirt, so that we can be complete and perfect, lacking nothing. We can be complete and perfect, lacking nothing. Listen, I'm, I'm talking to someone this morning because there's someone in here who you've been thinking your surrounding is not conducive to growth. You've been viewing the dirty situations around you as an opportunity to stifle or destruct the growth that God wants to do inside of you. But I'm here to tell you this morning, the dirt is not destroying you, it's growing you. There, there, there's something in the dirt, and I know the dirt stinks. I know the dirt is not fun. I know the dark is not fun. I know it's not a place that we ever want to be, but there's something that we can draw nutrients from, the good things, and, and, and there's, there's something that God wants to do. And, and so I don't know who that is, but whatever, if you feel like you're, you're in the dirt, like there's, it's not a conducive situation for your growth, I just want to let you know that God does his best work in the dirt. God does his best work in the dark. Come on, it was in the belly of a whale where Jonah had a revelation that God wanted to use him. It was in the pit where Joseph realized his journey was just started. It was in the grave where victory and the grave was seen through Jesus Christ. God does his best work in the dark, in the dirt. So I want to encourage you this morning. God's not done growing you. He's not done growing me. He has so much for you. He has, he, 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 you, I can't even, I can't even articulate all that he has for you in the growth and in the faith that he wants to do inside of you. Come on, because he raised that standard. 
And here's the best part about it. And then I'm done. Here, here's the best part about him wanting to grow us. Is that we don't have to do it alone. See, because it's very easy, like, sitting on, on this side over here, thinking, well, John, that's easy for you to say. But I need you to know, you don't have to do it alone. That God wants to be there with you and walk by your side. And he wants to, he wants to walk with you on this journey of growing. He's given us the Holy Spirit to help us, to, to develop us, and to grow us. Thank you for listening to Discovery Church Podcast. Remember, we will have a new message for you every Monday at 5 p.m. Make sure to like and subscribe, and you will be notified when a new episode is ready for listening.